welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. of the dojo talk podcast i'm your host serial sensei and we are on episode 21 is it 21 i gotta fact check my own podcast i don't know if it's 21 yes <laughs> all right we're on episode 21 um it is a it's a, it's a nice sunday morning I'm not sure how the weather is outside i'm assuming it doesn't feel too bad it's been been pretty decent here the last couple of days um Real quick before I get started, uh, something I wanted to shout out probably a couple of weeks ago. It just kept slipping my mind. Uh, Open Mike Eagle, who I'm pretty sure was on my top uh, 20 list for last year um, as far as albums that got released uh, for his album, Hella Personal Film Festival, which he did with Paul White. Um, but he and comedian Baron Vaughn um, are getting a show on Comedy Central that will be entitled The New Negroes. Um, it does not have a release date yet, as far as I know, um, but just wanted to give that a shout out. Um, I've been been a fan of his since Dark Comedy, which I can't remember what year that came out. It's been a couple of years, though. Um, that was the first album he put out um, that I was familiar with and kind of made me a fan of his work. And I've kind of just been following him ever since then. Um, he also actually has a pretty good podcast or had one i don't know if he records any episodes anymore it's definitely been a while but he had a podcast called secret skin um so give that a look up it's a i think he recorded about 56 episodes and the last episode he did was with mark Marin, and that was like last year i believe in like april um but you know obviously he's a busy dude he's getting tv shows so i guess you don't you know maybe have time to record and such but yeah, man, give definitely shout outs and congrats to him for, for getting the show. Um, really, really talented dude, really unique <laughs> rapper. Uh, he's definitely somebody just different, definitely different. Um, but yeah, shout outs to him. Give, give him a look, you know, if you haven't checked out any of his music and, you know, be on the lookout for his TV show, which will be airing on Comedy Central. Um, I'm guessing maybe at some point this year or maybe next year. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give him a quick mention and also, uh, playoffs NBA going on right now. Shout out to my Spurs. <laughs> we, we made it to the second round. Uh, first shout out to Memphis, man. That, that series was, it was a scary series, man. I mean, I, I was, I was sure we were going to win, but you know, those games pretty much were all pretty close. Like Memphis is a really scrappy team. So I knew that series was going to be tough. I was hoping we could have put them away a little earlier but you know they took us to six games but we edged them out we got houston coming up next that's that's gonna be a fun series so yeah shout out to my spurs um i'm hoping i I really want to see my spurs play golden state um hopefully that happens hopefully well (laughs) we'll see i'll be be keeping an eye on it and i got sticking on sports for a little bit 
Um, I'll go a little bit into the NFL draft. Um, I think I've only mentioned it maybe like once before on this podcast, but my two teams in the NFL are the Colts and the Cowboys. Um, as far as drafts, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what we did. Um, both teams, well, I'll say the Colts needed a lot more <laughs> than the Cowboys. The Colts need everything, just from O-line to D-line to secondary, just everything. But, yeah, we, we grabbed, uh, I think the Colts got Hooker from Ohio State, so we got some help at safety. And I think pretty much, I think they drafted all defense, and I, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys did too, which was my concern for, for that team also, especially that secondary, which, yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to go into it. I don't want to spend too long going into it, but. As far as my squads, I'm I'm happy with uh with with what they did. Definitely addressing needs that we had as far as defense, pretty much sticking all defense. Um, so hopefully they they pan out. Those players do good. And shout out to Deshaun Watson who, what he slipped to like number ten or eleven, something like that, and ended up with Houston. Um, that's a good spot I think for him though. You know because if. If, obviously, if he would have gotten picked up earlier, he would have went to, you know, a team that's probably not so good. So now you get to go to Houston where you got a few weapons. You have a great defense that will keep you in game. So it's not like he has to come in and be Superman from jump. And I think I think that's a good a good look for him. I, I hope he I hope he pans out, man. I, I was surprised that some other quarterbacks. uh went before him a man from North Carolina who's named uh Trubisky whose name I, I think that's his name he <laughs> he goes to Chicago I honestly don't envision that going too well but I don't know I, I to be honest I didn't watch Trubisky much in college so I but from like what I've seen I don't know he didn't he doesn't look all that impressive not that he looks bad but he doesn't scream out I'm the number one quarterback in the country but hey what do I know Tom Brady got picked in the sixth round and he's got like eight Super Bowl rings or whatever (laughs) so you never know we'll see how he pans out and my man from uh Texas Tech I forget his name he he went pretty early to uh, Kansas City pretty sure he'll probably be behind Alex Smith for a little bit but yeah, I was surprised those dudes went before Deshaun did. <laughs> then the Mr. Irrelevant pick is Chad Kelly. <laughs> and he he went to Denver. That's that's an interesting interesting pick. I think though he I know he has his 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 moments, but I, I think he's a decent quarterback. I mean, and you got him at the last pick anyway, so it's not like you threw buku money at him. Um I I hope he gets a shot. I don't know how he'll do, but I I would be interested to see, you know, what he can do in Denver. Kind of a similar situation with um, Deshaun as to where you go to a team that, you know, they have weapons, they have talent. So if they throw you in there, it's not like you're by yourself. You got a, a defense that can hold you down. You got playmakers on offense. So you don't got to be, you don't have to come in and be Superman. They're not depending on you to, you know, you're not like the second coming that has to save the franchise, but we'll see. We'll see. This this season is this NFL season is gonna be interesting. But um, that's pretty much all I got for for sports talk. Um, I know the Klitschko fight happened this weekend, which I watched yesterday. 
Um, I guess me and uh, the Anti-Cool will probably end up talking about that and probably a few other uh, combat sports related things. Oh, and also real quick, I wanted to mention um, it's going to happen hopefully this week, uh, barring schedules and nothing crazy happens, but I will be having my first guest. Um, I don't really count the Anti-Cool as a guest. He's a co-host. We're like, you know, it's like my co-host roommate. <laughs> so, so I don't really count him as like a guest, you know, we're, we're both here pretty much every week. But, um, yeah, I, I locked in a guest, um, for an episode that I'll hopefully be recording sometime this week. Um, it will be anime related. Um, somebody I've, you know, met through the, the interweb world as, as I do everybody. So yeah, be on a, be on the lookout for that. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't, you know, I've never recorded with a guest other than the anti-cool. So, um, I'm looking forward to it and the anime we we that we will be reviewing. Um, I'll save it all for the episode. I'm not going to tell you guys, <laughs> I'm not going to tell y'all what I'm reviewing, but it's, it's a dope show though, man. It's, it's a dope show. And the reason I wanted to get someone else to talk about it is because I enjoyed it so much. So be on the lookout for that. And I guess let's, uh, let's get to the, uh, the music. So two albums on deck today i know i'm very late in reviewing this but hey man i got between keeping up with music keeping up with the combat sports world which crazy stuff seems they just happen like every weekend tyson nam is head kicking people and matt hamill still fights in 2017 but <laughs> but between between music and trying to you know somewhat keep up on my anime keep up on my tv shows you know some things just kind of get lost or i don't get around to them as quickly as i want to but uh first album on deck is kendrick lamar's damn and i will also be talking about uh probably briefly because i got a feeling this episode is going to be long but i'm definitely got to give a shout out to the homie marcus d uh for his latest project uh melancholy prequel uh the redux and yeah so we will talk about those two albums so first i gotta start with k dot so kendrick lamar's uh damn with a period <laughs> it was released on uh april 14th i'm not gonna go super deep and because i'm pretty sure by now you guys have probably heard tons of other reviews and i'm i'm the kid who was late to the party but you know everybody had all these conspiracies oh it's you know it's coming out april 7th and then it comes out on good friday and it's like oh if it came out on good friday you know he's gonna resurrect on sunday and jesus gets seven dragon balls and wish him back crazy stuff <laughs> whatever people are talking about but I'm, I'm not gonna go that deep into to the theory and all that extra stuff that i'm pretty sure you guys have seen and, and or heard um, I'm going to just kind of keep it strictly with the music. So I'll start off with Kendrick. Uh, just a brief rundown of kind of like my history with him and his music. So I'll say up front, probably get scolded for this, but whatever. I feel like everybody else like loves Kendrick and I just like him. Like, I think he's cool. He's a good artist. I don't like him as much as I feel like other people do, but I kind of similar to like a Drake. I understand why he's so popular. 
and you know he's earned it he he definitely stands out amongst his peers um he manages to pretty much make the world stop whether you love him or you don't like him or however you may feel when he drops he makes people pay attention so i think that in itself speaks to speaks to his talent like i said whether you like him or not you you pay attention to what it is that he does most you know most people do um so i i got to the kendrick party to be honest kind of late like I, i've never listened <laughs> i've never listened to section 80 all the way through go ahead get your your rocks ready and stone me yeah i never listened to section 80 all the way through i listened to like a couple tracks and i was like oh yeah this guy's pretty pretty good kind of the same with good kid mad city that's another album go ahead scold me i don't care <laughs> i listened to like partially through and i was like oh so this is you know then when section 80 came out you know he of course he got a lot of praise but like i feel like when good kid mad city dropped like it, it was almost like this guy's the chosen one like he was neo in the matrix <laughs> so i mean like i heard a few tracks off that and i was like oh so this is the guy that everybody is you know drooling over pretty much and I, I don't say that to mean like i was hating on him or like i thought he was bad it's just like i said i i liked him i enjoyed his music but i didn't like love him like everyone else does and i think my thing with kendrick is like i'll listen to a project which the first like full-length project i listened to him was um was to pimp a butterfly which i which i enjoyed um i love how like eccentric and just like the musicality of that that album i know a lot of people for them it wasn't easy on the ears but i love weird stuff like that so <laughs> for me that was like right up my alley but yeah like I, I listened to that and i'm like yeah this is a really good album but like i don't he's one of those dudes i listen to but i don't really like return to his projects and that that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad it's just for me personally like i don't they're not the type of albums that I go back and listen to repeatedly. Um, but nevertheless, Damn came out. Why not? Gotta, gotta pick this up. Especially after had Joey had dropped his project. And I rose, I'm still riding the Joey wave. I still love that album. But um, I gave the Joey album, I put it down for a little bit. I was like, let me, let's see what Kendrick's up to. Let's, let's see what's going on. Album covers really minimal and you know you look at the track listing and like the names of the tracks and you know you kind of start to form your own ideas of what you think it might be about <laughs> and then i saw he had u2 on a song and i was like oh no i gotta this is gonna be an interesting listen so what i pretty much got from this album like i said i'm not gonna go too 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 deep but like there is kind of a lot to unpack um but from what I got, I guess, overall from the album, definitely lots of religious themes, lots of, mostly, I guess, to sum it all up in, in a nice little little knot and bow, is pretty much Kendrick is in a place where he's, he's trying to, you know, live the, the righteous path, so to speak. He's trying to get, to get closer to God, but at the same time he's kind of still he's he's still dwelling in the earth realm and still kind of wants the things that earth has to offer 
in, in terms of, you know, I have the success, I want the success, I want the money, I want, you know, those, those earthly, <laughs> those earthly possessions, so to speak, but it's kind of like this internal struggle as to where he's like, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't want these things, these things, these possessions, this success shouldn't really define me. This isn't what I should be after. You know, I should be more focused on, you know, my spiritual self, my spiritual path, you know, trying to get closer to God, trying to be righteous, so on and so forth. But he's stuck in that struggle as to where, you know, these earthly possessions, while I know I don't really need them, they they feel pretty great. <laughs> so he's kind of just he's in that 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 balance of like power struggle. And that just kind of plays throughout this whole album. Um, I guess I'll just jump right into it. This album opens up really interesting with the track Blood, with him taking a walk, and he comes across this elderly woman, and, you know, he offers her help, and she, I think she said to him, like, are you lost? And he's like, and she's like, yeah, you just lost your life, and she kills him. So already the, the man, you can interpret that track, I guess, probably in a few different ways as to whether maybe that that older woman like represented like the devil or you know I'm, pr I'm pretty sure you can interpret it a few different ways but it was just a really interesting kickstart to the album um a really just nice intro to kind of grab your attention and then it starts off with dna which is i don't say it's my favorite but it's, it's up there that's that's at least like top two um, love the video too that Kendrick did with uh, Don Cheeto. If you guys haven't seen that, uh, I'll probably I'll leave a link to the description uh, below so y'all can check that out. But the video was dope. But I love this album. And what I was interested in to hear was coming off to Pimp a Butterfly, like sonically, what what would this album sound like? And then DNA comes on, and I basically get a trap banger. <laughs> but like, it's a good trap banger though, and like. The, the trap sound doesn't always do much for me, but what I appreciate about Kendrick, what he did on this album, I mean, not, not, not every track is, you know, necessarily trap style, but this probably, at least sonic wise, is one of his more accessible projects, especially within the last few releases, especially compared to, to Pimp a Butterfly. So you start off with DNA and just out the gate the album is just stupid hype <laughs> but underneath all of the you know underneath this this mean beat and everything he's if you pay attention to what he's actually saying um you know he's basically talking about the things that kind of make him who he is you know but it's it's a real interesting take on you know the things that make him what he is the things that make him great the things that make him not so great just kind of literally explaining his lineage and his dna and it's it's just it really is a lot to to dig into underneath of a trap beat which when i hear songs like this i, I definitely appreciate that he can take something that sounds really accessible but make it still kind of like pack it with content so sonically it's enjoyable but lyrically you still get you know you still get something from it if you know if you're actually paying attention to the words um i'm not going to review every single track but i'll skip around just to a few that i really enjoyed i uh, loved element element was one of the 
tracks on here that not necessarily was super content packed. To me, this was kind of like Kendrick just kind of, <laughs> kind of just, he was just kind of flexing, uh, pretty much putting the industry on notice that like he knows he's that dude. And I love the line um, where he's like, on my last P, um, I tried to uplift the black artists, but there's a difference between black artists and whack artists or something like that. But that, that line was, was, was pretty dope. I'm not sure if any of those lines in the song were maybe subliminal that, you know, any of his peers in specific, but he basically just kind of, kind of put them on notice. Um, first listen on this album, well, normally when I listen to albums just first off, I don't, I don't try to, I, I, I pick up on stuff if it jumps out at me, but I don't. Like I'm, I'm trying not to really decode so heavy. I just want to listen to it just to see how it sounds. But even doing that, like there's certain tracks on the first listen that definitely jumped out, and the first two, um, actually the first one I'll mention that really jumped out to me, uh, actually is a track right after Element, which is Feel, and by the when I listened to the album, you know. I'll, I made the mistake of reading reviews like while I was listening to it and you know people were decoding and giving all their theories and so so on and so forth and I guess like the first couple songs it didn't really click to me I didn't really see a concept or anything but you know I was only a couple songs in but when I got to feel and this track was a real mellow beat but like the content I was like all right if there's a theme or something this this track definitely is one of the tracks I need to pay attention to. It's basically him, just him like questioning almost everything, just like his his friendships and the people he surrounds himself with, his status, and kind of him just venting about, you know, he's always there for other people, but you know nobody's looking out for him, and it's just kind of like you know what's the point? Like why am I? What's the point in me, you know, I'm trying to do good for everyone else, but, you know, what does this mean if no one does anything for me? But, like, it was it was a real honest, just kind of, like, vent track. And it kind of further illustrates kind of, like, like I said, that, that power struggle that he's having to where it's, like, he knows, it's, you know, it's, it's good to look out for people, but at the same time like he's he's <laughs> his in his inner self he can't help but feel like man i don't really do i really even mess with y'all like that like i i'm probably wasting my time <laughs> like does this even really does it even really matter but yeah like this this track was definitely one of the ones that that stood out to me uh on the first listen um going on down the track listing uh, loyalty with Rihanna. This was an interesting, interesting track. It took a little bit to grow on me. I, I don't think think the first time I heard it, I wasn't really feeling it too much. This is probably the one track on this album. Well, Humble's on the radio, but aside from Humble, this is the one song that I'm pretty sure will get radio play. Um, definitely has a real mainstreamish sound to it. Um, Rihanna does a lot more rapping than she actually does singing. <laughs> um, but even though it is a very, I'm trying to think of a way to say this, 
it, it, like I said, it's a very mainstreamish track, but it does somewhat still stick to the theme of of loyalty and you know like what is it that he pledges his loyalty to and what is it that the people who surround him pledge their loyalty to um i think it's delivered in a very very like accessible way to where it's almost like dna as to where it's, it's easy on the ears but in the lyrics even though it's not the most complex lyrically you know lyrical song there's there's still content there there's still a message there you know it it does to me at least it's, it's kind of surface level but it's, it's it's definitely there and that that theme of loyalty it, it does it, it sticks throughout the track of them like i said questioning you know what they're loyal to are they loyal to themselves are they loyal to this money or <laughs> you know pretty pretty much they they dive pretty pretty deep into that theme um like i said it's delivered to me at least and it's kind of surface level the way it's delivered but there's definitely definitely content there um another track that stood out even though this wasn't a favorite of mine was the track pride um like i said was it my most favorite track but i, I definitely enjoy the content on here um this track also further illustrates like i said that that power struggle or that struggle between you know spiritually i want to do right but still kind of <laughs> i still kind of want these these earthly things and i love how the track starts uh, hell raising will chasing new worldly possessions flesh making spirit breaking which one would you lessen the better part the human heart you love them or dissect dissect them happiness or flashiness how do you serve the question and pretty much like after that it really goes into what that intro was talking about you know are you gonna are you gonna stay on you know your righteous path so to speak and try to be more spiritually sound or are you just gonna go out here and chase you know are you gonna chase the money you gonna chase the car you're gonna chase the fame and kind of leave your your spiritual path so to speak behind um so yeah like i said it wasn't a favorite track of mine but i appreciated the content and the theme um throughout the track and really that theme kind of like i said uh and i'm pretty sure i'll get to it. it it carries throughout the rest of this album um the next track i will mention i'm gonna skip down a few actually you know what i'm gonna mention humble just a quick thought I when I first heard Humble, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan. In the context of the album, I like it a little more, but to be honest, it's probably one of my least favorite tracks on here. Just for me personally, I don't know what it is about this track. I don't know if it's that piano. I don't know. There's <laughs> something about this track I don't really. Uh, I just don't really. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I I can't. No, no, doesn't do it for me. Doesn't do it for me. Um, but following humble, uh, we get lust, which is uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the the theme of the track. Um, if I remember correctly, this track though kind of also ties up, like I said, with that theme of 
chasing worldly possessions, I guess, you know, and, and this specific would be, would be lust. And then knowing that, you know, you shouldn't be doing this, but hey man, it makes you, it makes you feel good. And I'm trying to find a line. I'm pretty sure it was, it was this. Yeah, here we go. We all woke up trying to tune to the daily news, looking for confirmation, hoping election wasn't true. All of us worried, all of us buried in our feelings deep. None of us married to his proposal, make us feel cheap. Still and sad, distraught and mad, tell the neighbor about it. Bet they agree, parade the streets with a voice proudly. Time passing, things change, reverting back to our daily programs, stuck in our ways, lust. And I thought that was a dope way to uh, end that verse. And that kind of summed up the song perfectly. It's like, we all have these brief moments of, you know, awakenings or whatever where we realize hey man like there's a lot more to what's going on than us just chasing cars and chasing women and you know doing all the you know i don't say petty things we do but just like regular day-to-day life like in the first verse when he's uh pretty much talking about you know talking about like a lot of a lot of spurgeon and talking about hey man just you don't got to go to your job today take off smoke some weed just chill out relax and then like he has another verse uh that the first verse is kind of from a a dude's point of view about like don't worry about it man just go ahead just flex just spend just have money and then like the second verse of kind of more for from a woman's uh, him rapping from a woman's point of view and he's talking about hey man just floss on the chicks that hate on you you know (laughs) go get a visa credit card scam and max it out or something crazy like that but like I said, he, he ties it up really nicely at the end where it's like a lot of us claim we want change or we want things to be different. And we might wake up for a brief moment and realize, hey, man, like no, all of this that we're surrounded by isn't good for us. But eventually you fall back to your ways like you you go back to doing what you you set to break away from and kind of like how that lust kind of just keeps you trapped and that that also like i said this this album is is is, is really content heavy so uh i appreciated that track also um skipping past love which i didn't care too much for that was another mainstream ish track um triple x featuring you two um when I looked at the track listing, this track was screaming at me, and <laughs> I, was, I was worried. I was worried. I was like, "I get it, Kendrick. You're 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 definitely you're, you're definitely different than your peers. You you tend to think outside of the box, but bro, you and you too. I don't I don't know, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna work. But to be honest, this is probably one of my favorite tracks on the album one thing i like that this track did um also that dna did actually i meant to mention that earlier real quick on dna um there are a couple tracks on here that have like these beat switch ups and shout out to mike will made it who he produced a good bulk of this album i believe um but like the track dna like i said it starts off with the trap beat but like towards the latter half of the beat it just goes to he kind of strips the beat down and you just get this mean drum pattern and Kendrick just kind of just goes off. And I like the beat switch ups that happen on this, on this album and getting back to triple X with, uh, with you too. 
um this track does the same thing but it does it like three times um the first maybe about quarter of the track is like this real it's kind of a minimal beat really it's kind of sinister and then the second part of the beat gets a lot more aggressive and this is probably my favorite part of the song where he he's talking to uh he's talking to a friend who like gives him a call because like his son had got killed you know he got mixed up with the wrong people i think like he owed somebody money so his song gets killed and his friend you know calls kendrick asking him for advice on how he should handle it and he's like you know kendrick i know you're you're a lot more spiritual than me so i need your help to get through this and he's kind of looking for you know like a spiritual god and kendrick's basically like listen man i know i've been on the spiritual path but dude they just killed your son it's time <laughs> it's time to strap up like he kind of throws his his whole spiritual righteous side out the window he's like nah dude it's, it's it's game time like it's 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 revenge it's it is what it is so i thought that that second part of the verse was really dope and i just like i said i like how aggressive that beat gets because it matches kendrick's flow and it kind of matches the theme of what he's talking about and then the um the third part of this song which is where you get to hear bono from you too a lot more uh he adds a nice touch with his with his singing and then the theme of the song kind of switches from to a more of a political side and it starts off hail mary jesus and joseph the great american flag is wrapped in drag with explosives and it kind of just goes into this it's pretty much verse about the hypocrisy of america in terms of politics and race relations and how we claim to stand for one thing but if you really take a closer look you know our morals are definitely in question we're not living up to the standard that we claim that we represent so shout outs to you two and for that collab that it turned out a lot better <laughs> than than what i thought it would like i'm pretty sure whether you are a youtube fan or a kendrick fan when you saw that on the track list and you you were scratching your head like <laughs> you didn't none of us were sure if that was going to work out and i'm pretty sure we all envisioned that collab going terribly but it honestly was probably one of the best uh probably one of the best tracks on the album uh further going down um another track especially on the first listen that stood out really that just really really stood out was fear um by the time you get to fear you're, you're pretty you're getting pretty close to the edge of the album and this for me was the track that kind of kind of solidified my feelings for the album and what i thought it really meant and in fear the song is basically just three stages of fear at you know different moments in his life and it's a real kind of like soulful beat but it's definitely like a real minimal not it's not a whole lot going on instrumentation wise but you know sometimes less is more and i think that works pretty well with this track especially considering the content uh i love the first verse where uh he speaks about fear as a child <laughs> being you know afraid of his parents and his uh you know his mom saying you know don't don't dirty up these jordans you just got them and 
you know, I better not hear about you doing bad in school. I better not hear about you uh, <laughs> uh, humping some lady's daughter. I forgot <laughs> something that it was something adverse about, uh, you know, mom saying I better not catch you with so and so's daughter. And, you know, if you grew up like that, you it's definitely a relatable track basically about your your parents, you know, putting that that fear in you. Like, I, I better not catch you out here messing up or, you, you know, you're you're going to get it. So. I love that that first verse to me was just really <laughs> that was really relatable that that first verse hit home uh pretty hard and then the second verse goes to fear him speaking of fear when he's a little older um probably around like I think it was 17 to be specific and this goes from fear of parents to fear of him like growing up and kind of getting caught up in the street life and fear of you know I might lose my life out here just messing around with the wrong people i might get set up at a party you know kind of it's just kind of him going through life and realizing like man i can really get caught up out here if i don't if i'm not on my p's and q's and he he really takes a nice in-depth uh kind of look at that stage of your life you know when you're between like 16 and 18 and you're you're finally like just kind of getting your feet wet in life and figuring things out and you're kind of moving out on your not literally moving out on your own but you know you're moving out in the streets on your own you're you're just kind of out there living but you know at any given moment you never know when you might get caught up in a bad spot and then the last verse which to me was the standout verse and to me this to me this verse summons i mean not summons yeah pretty much well i'll say sums correct word to use sums up uh the entire album and specifically uh this line where he says i'm talking fear fear of losing loyalty from pride because my dna won't let me involve in the light of god i'm talking fear fear that my humbleness is gone i'm talking fear fear that love ain't living here no more i'm talking fear fear that it's wickedness or weakness fear whatever it is both is distinctive and to me that like I said, that that line just tied together the entire album as to where he's he's afraid that he's not he's not going to get on the path that he wants to to get on because he's too he's so trapped up in you know, earthly wantings. And the reason I keep using earthly, you know, when you pretty sure about the time, like I said, y'all have listened to this album by now, but, you know. Yeah, shout out to Kid Capri also, who's does a lot of like little cuts on this album. You get to hear his voice, but you repeatedly hear the term "What happens on Earth stays on Earth," and to me, that hearing that line over and over, tying it together with this, this, uh, this like verse right here, kind of sums up. Like I said, he he wants all these these earthly things, but in the end, it's like you can't take any of this with you when you go. So, like, why am I so obsessed with trying to keep a hold of these? And, like, like I said, in, in his head, in his heart, like, he knows that he shouldn't he shouldn't be holding on to these. They shouldn't mean that much to him, but it's embedded in him <laughs> pretty much since, since he was born that these were the things that he wants, these are the things that he's chasing, and he doesn't know how to let go of them and to kind of just you know focus on the, the spiritual path but like i said that that line specifically that last verse to me just ties up the the album in a perfect 
perfect uh like little little knot and bow as as far as the content and what i thought the the album to me stood for um and then fast forwarding to the last track duckworth it's a really dope storytelling track um basically him telling the story of you know how top dog uh you know the head owner of his label or whatever uh, you know, how he got started in the streets and how he was out there, you know, he was out there doing what he does. And there was a KFC spot that he had robbed before and he had thought about robbing again, but he didn't rob it. There was a cashier named Ducky who coincidentally was Kendrick's pops. And he didn't rob that uh, KFC spot that time because Ducky used to look out for him. He would give him free food and <laughs> free biscuits and and all that. And but the way Kendrick told the story, like it's it's so it it was a really dope closer to the album, uh, basically him saying like, you know, it's wild how these two dudes won two opposite sides of the spectrum, but the way the story played out, you know, it resulted in me signing to Top Dog's label, when in reality, you know, that that situation could have ended completely different, you know top dog could have robbed that place he could have shot ducky and you never would have had a kendrick <laughs> or maybe maybe you would have had a kendrick later down the road but it, it things probably wouldn't have played out the way they did but yeah that that was a really dope dope track and shout outs to ninth wonder on that beat and that was another track that had a, a few different beat switch ups and man yeah ninth wonder did a, a great job on every single beat <laughs> on on that track on all the switch ups and i'm also going to post a link um two dope boys did an article about ninth wonder um let me pull it up real quick because i want to give the person who wrote it a shout out um the article is entitled ninth wonder is a legend but the internet isn't ready to accept it and the article was written by andreas hale and i'm definitely going to leave a link to this for you guys to to read um it, basically talks about kind of how overlooked and underrated ninth reader ah, ninth wonder is and kind of notes a lot of his contributions to hip-hop especially the underground and how he he really helped shape it in the those earlier days you know around when like little brother came out and how ninth has directly and just kind of indirectly helped he helped mold a lot of people like he's had his hands in a lot of things that you may not know about like i said whether it be directly or indirectly but he doesn't seem to get the credit or he doesn't get mentioned you know no one he doesn't get mentioned with like a dre or pete rock or you know any of those guys not to take any way ain't take anything away from them but you know he in terms of contributions in terms of terms of just his product his work speaks for itself like he's he's up there with those guys he played a very influential part in like that underground hip-hop sound and he he definitely is a legend so i will leave that um i'll i'll leave that article in the description for you guys to check out but yeah that those are pretty much most of the tracks um that i'll i'll, I'll go through like i said just a tie this album up uh i guess final thoughts like i said to me this album just represented the struggle between 
trying to do right by God, but also wanting it is what you want in terms of earthly possessions and trying to, you know, he's trying to rid himself of, of wanting the earthly possessions, but it's, you know, it's a struggle. Like he, he's, he's drifting away or at moments, you know, he feels like he's drifting away from God. He's just kind of doing what he wants, but he, he's trying to walk that line. He's trying not to get too caught up in the earthly possessions because like they say, what happens on earth stays on earth. So it's, it's just him and that, that, that struggle of trying to do right. But, you know, sometimes doing bad feels good. <laughs> so it's to me, that's, that's pretty much to me what this album, um, what this album signified. Um, I, I do think it is a, a lot easier to listen on the ears, like I said, compared to, to Pimper Butterfly. Um, not that every song is like mainstream or necessarily trap sounding, but it's definitely at moments easier on the ears, um, even with the content. So I think a lot of, I think he can reach a pretty big audience with this album, just based off the Sonics alone. Like normally people are more prone to listening to something just if, if it's easier on the ears, because most people tend to think production first and then, you know, lyrics later. So in, in terms of, of that, he, I think he did a pretty good job that I think people will be much more willing to listen to this and digest it just because it sounds a lot more accessible. Um, lyrically, I don't think it's his sharpest work, to be honest. Not that it's bad lyrically, but I think he sacrificed a bit, just a little bit of lyricism and a little bit of sound, uh, like experimental wise, experimentation wise, um, just to reach maybe a broader audience. But I think he walked that line pretty well. Like I said, it's not like it's super dumbed down or, you know, it's not mumble rap or any ABC rhyme schemes, but it's, it's content driven enough to where I think, you know, quote unquote hip hop heads would appreciate it, but sonically still sounds good enough that like your average person would still give it a listen. Like he, he walked that balance. He walked that line uh, pretty well between that. So yeah, man, all in all good album. I'm not going to say classic. I don't like throwing that term around, um, but it was definitely, definitely a good listen. And I can say out of all of the, projects and just songs in general that I've heard from Kendrick like this this will probably be an album that I can see myself at least with a few songs like I'll go I'll go back and and listen to this to me this album even though as good as to pimp or butterfly was to be honest I don't find myself going back and listening to it all that often I kind of have to be in a certain mood this I can go back and I can play a couple of tracks and you know enjoy it pretty much like at any time so solid solid album from Kendrick like I said I'm not on the hype train so I'm sorry if I don't love it <laughs> as much as much as y'all do uh just to ruffle some feathers I don't think it's better than Joey's album fight me <laughs> I, I, I love Joey's album a lot more than this but they're both they're both they're both good albums though in their in their own right and for Kendrick you know I, I think this album already like went gold so for him it's another another notch on the belt another quality release um doesn't seem like so far he's had a misstep so hey man keep keep doing what you're doing
keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I think a lot of people appreciate the content of this album. I think a lot of people find it relatable, like I said, of that whole religious theme of trying to be close to God, but trying to do what you want to do. And that battle between you're straying too far away from the path, but, you know, you kind of want what you want and you're trying to walk that line, trying to find that 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 middle ground to where you're not straying so far away from the path but yeah that's that's about it uh, like i said i'm not gonna go super super deep into theories i've already been talking about this for about 45 minutes <laughs> or longer um but yeah man th- this was a good this was a solid this is a solid listen something I, I definitely will will go back and listen to um moving on um I don't talk about many instrumental albums. I need to listen to more instrumental albums, but one person um who normally pretty much any time he releases something, um I'm I'm always interested to listen to what he puts out. Um the homie Marcus D released a instrumental project, well mostly instrumental. I think there's like one song that actually has like rapping vocals, but uh album is entitled Melancholy Prequel. Uh, the is it the Rising Sun Redux? I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Yep, Melancholy Prequel Rising Sun Redux. So this is a re-release um, of a project that I believe he released a few years back, but it was like a limited, I guess, edition. There were only so many copies, um, so he re-released the project and added a couple of songs. I think about seven songs or something like that that weren't on the first one. Um, some of these tracks I was familiar with, some I was not. So kind of for the most part, um, this to me felt like a brand new listen. Cause like I said, some of these I was familiar with, but some of them didn't. I, I may have heard them before, but it's just been a while. But yeah, Marcus D is a really, really dope producer, man. If you if you love more of that like jazz, jazzy hip hop style, um, dope instrumentals, just, you can just vibe out to these, man. It's, it's really chill. And he's... He's actually a really diverse producer, which I don't think he gets a lot of credit for because he can do this this jazzy hip hop sound, which I hate to compare, but m- like that new Jabez type type sound like he, he does that really, really, really well. But then he can turn around and, you know, if you listen to like his album, Simply Complex has a lot more of a traditional like hip hop boom bap sound to it. So he he has like a lot of different variations and ways that he goes with his instrumentals, and then you get a project like Retro, which is like video game themed, and he he does that masterfully well. So he he just he he can hit a lot of a lot of different angles, put you in a lot of different moods. Um, this album in particular for me, this is the perfect instrumental to just or instrumentals I should say plural to just kind of just just vibe out to man you, you put this on your head start nodding and you you just chill man and you just you just vibe out to it um good instrumentation all over this album man you got clarinets got some bass got some guitars i'm pretty sure some strings and some keys and it all comes together for just a real like peaceful <laughs> a peaceful musical experience i would say um, just to highlight some of my favorite tracks, uh, Jazz Alytic, which is the uh, first track on the album, the way the album starts off. That one is a nice, real chill, just kind of mellow beat. 
Um, I think that's a flute in the background. Excuse me, I, I get my musical instruments messed up and mixed up, but <laughs> I, I think that's a flute in the background. I love that that track. Um, dedicated to you. Um, a nice vocal sample. I can't. Rem- I feel like I know that singer, but it's just not clicking for me when I listen to it. But I like that track. It's a bit more upbeat, and that's another thing I appreciate about this project. Is like a lot of the tracks. Some of them are really chill. They're really relaxed, uh, really like a calm, jazzy feel. But then you got other ones that that definitely have more of a an upbeat kind of groove to them. Uh, tracks like I think Bar Loop, and I think that was one of them. That one was a, a bit more like upbeat, really up tempo track to to kind of groove to. And uh, let's see, what what other tracks do we? that we got on here I actually took notes so I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna read from my notes because some of these tracks I wanted to make sure I didn't forget uh Morning Light was another dope really chill track I love the the saxophone that was in the background on that one uh Reverie if I'm saying that right probably my favorite track on this entire project um this instrumental is really dreamy <laughs> that's kind of the only way I can describe it really dreamy just serene peaceful just yeah man that that's the perfect track to just kind of put that on and just just chill just get lost (laughs) in 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 the music uh tengu love the horns on that track that one is another one that's a bit more upbeat has like a real upbeat jazzy feel to it has a nice groove to it uh evervescence if i'm pronouncing that correctly um tracks like this remind me of something that like i would hear on like a video game maybe like an rpg like this is the track they play when you're here you know your character leaves the hometown he's about to head out on his journey and you know he's taking that long walk down the road and this is the track that (laughs) is, is playing in the background and really i get that vibe with a lot not even just tracks on this album, but like just his music in, in general, especially the ones that are more, uh, his projects that are more like, that have more of the jazzy sound to it. They have like the, that video game slash like anime feel. Like you could easily hear these tracks in, you know, like the background of a, like a samurai anime or, or something like that. Um, Mine's in another good dope track, another good vibe out track. Um, I'm probably gonna butcher this name of this track, Kitchy Joji. <laughs> if if I'm saying that right, I love the airy vocal uh, they have playing like during like the bridge. Um, really like the whole second. I tend to like the second half of this project a little more. Like I said, the first half has Jazzalytic, um, dedicated to you, Morning Light, but like from Reverie all the way down pretty much to like the end of the album i really enjoy like that half of the album a lot um not to say that any tracks on here are bad some tracks i like more than others but like the second half of this album to me just flows really well um it's a good mix between you know real that calm peaceful jazz and then more that upbeat kind of like groovy jazz hop and he does a really good job of just that that type of music man he just he's he's perfected it in in my opinion so yeah i wanted to definitely give a shout out to him check out anything he's involved in um he works a lot with 
Substantial, uh, who I reviewed on here for his album, uh, The Past is Always Present in the Future. They have a group called Bob Alloy. Give that a look. Give, uh, if, if you love video game music, definitely listen to uh, Retro. That's probably still uh, my favorite project of his. But really, just all of his albums are good, man. Like I said, Melancholy Prequel is dope. Uh, Pink Lemonade, which I believe he released last year. That was a, a dope album. Uh, the Lone Wolf LP. That's another dope album of his. He did a song with Blue, which was like heaven for, for me. That that, that matchup was just perfect. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave a link to his band camp. He's a super talented producer. Just He can do the video game theme music. He can do the jazz hop. He can do like your, your boom bap hip hop. He, he's got a lot of different, you know, a lot of different styles, a lot of different variations. And like I said, if you, if you love just instrumental hip hop stuff that you can, you know, you just put on just kind of groove to it. Not, I feel like I don't want to make this sound like a diss, but this is great. <laughs> this is great study music or music like I normally don't like listening to music when I write, but this is something I can put on and like it won't bother me. Because, like I said, normally when I write, I, I like to have my head really clear so I don't put on music, especially music with words, because my mind tends to wander off and I'm focusing on the words and the music and not on the words and I'm supposed to be writing on my page. <laughs> but, like, I can put this on when I write and it, it doesn't bother me. It actually, in some ways, it, it kind of helps out. So, yeah, man, if if you like, like, Nuja Best, if you like that kind of music, Listen to people like Marcus D. Listen to dudes like DJ Okawari. Um, yeah, man. Dope, dope, dope album. And didn't know my copy was going to be autographed, so appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that uh, for, for, for getting the, the signed copy. And shout out to Marcus D, man. He's a real approachable. I mean, not that I've met him in real life, but, you know, I've, I've chopped it up with him a few times over the internet. Real cool dude easy to talk to he, he seems like just a regular you know just a regular guy just like me and you just so happens to be a super talented producer but <laughs> other than that you know he, he's just a normal guy but yeah man he he's this project is really really dope um i'm still waiting for retro too man <laughs> i know i know you got it somewhere i'm waiting i'm, I'm waiting for, for retro too i still listen to the first one that that album cover is probably still one of my favorite album covers so um, i'm anxiously awaiting for a retro too but yeah man melancholy prequel rising sun redux i will leave a link uh to the band camp to his band camp page so you can uh, give this album a listen and as always for this album for kendrick's album man if you like the music if you enjoy the music man purchase spend spend your money support the people that you know still put out good music for the craft people that definitely deserve the sales who deserve the the accolades who deserve the recognition man spend spend your money it's not that expensive if you can buy a video game you can buy a cd if you can buy shoes <laughs> you can buy a cd but i guess that's 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 about it uh for today so marcus d's melancholy prequel rising sun redux check it out kendrick lamar's damn good album check that out if you haven't already um 
like I said earlier, shout-outs to Open Mike Eagle and Baron Vaughn for their new TV show. Uh, shout-outs to the Colts and the Cowboys for doing pretty good in the draft. And shout-out to the Spurs moving on to the second round. See if we take this all the way to the top. <laughs> and uh, like I said, man, be on the lookout uh, for whenever I drop my next anime review because I will have a guest and we will talk about a really dope anime that I enjoyed. And Oh, one last thing. Uh, I mentioned on the last podcast that uh, by the time the next podcast came out, I would have a Twitter. All right, so I somewhat lied because um, I dropped the podcast since I said that. But you know, I, was, I was a few days late, but I made it. <laughs> so I do have a Twitter now, so you can follow me at Serial Sensei on Twitter. Um, I'll leave a link to my Twitter down there so you can follow me, keep up with me. I'll also you know, post my podcast links there as well as any other random things and whatever people post on Twitter. So <laughs> check, check me out on there, man. I finally, finally made one trying to, trying to get out here in the social media world. So, yeah, man, thank, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy what I talk about or the fights that me and anti cool talk about, man, give me a like, maybe a retweet something, you know, I'd appreciate it. But anywho. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a nice uh, weekend. Uh, Tomorrow's Monday, so hopefully you uh, don't got to go through too brutal an episode of the Monday Blues. So, but yeah. Very essential. I will catch you guys later.